Welcome to Indecent Tea Time. The dish on all your naughty reads. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jessie. And we're going to talk about so much smut. This podcast contains mature content. Please read all trigger warnings before reading any book. This podcast also contains serious spoilers for all books, so don't be mad at us for sharing the best parts. The content of this podcast is intended for adults. Safety, respect, and consent are of the utmost importance in any sexual situation. And while we're discussing many topics, we always advise our listeners to be safe, communicate, and respect others. If you're down for the ride, let's get into that tea. Oh man, I forgot to tell you, I had like a minor panic attack about getting my tattoo the other night. I don't know why. TikTok freaked me out. Have you seen those TikToks out there that are like, um, dumb ways to die, right? I love, love those videos. Yeah. Well, one of them was like, it was someone who was like sitting for an eight hour session and like that. And I, I don't know why I just was sitting in bed and I all of a sudden had like an anxiety attack. I was like, oh my God, how many hour session scheduled? And I'm so nervous. Like, what was it about? That he got like an infection or something? No, or what? there was literally nothing. I don't know. Oh. I was just in a weird headspace oh. where like it just triggered me. Then I, I don't know, I did a bunch of research and then I ended up writing, drafting up this big email and like emailing my tattoo artist and it made me feel better. But I almost felt like I had never had a tattoo before. I'm like, I have three tattoos. I know what a fucking tattoo feels like. Why am I having a panic attack did right now? Did you write it up and not send it, but just like writing it up made you feel better? Or did you actually send it to him? No, I sent it, but it wasn't like saying I didn't want to do it. It was uh, sending him ideas and notes on like the design oh, um, okay, was what it was. Okay. But for some reason, it just made me feel better to communicate in general to him. Just to get. Yeah. 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 And when so. is your tattoo appointment again? It's on April 6th. Oh, okay. Thursday. And I don't know, maybe it'll take eight hours. I feel like the tattoo itself shouldn't take eight hours. It would just be any design work that might take a while. Yeah, the drawing's probably going to take like an hour and a half or or so, especially for him to like get the idea, draw it up, run it by you, then size it. So yeah, I mean, and that's why I like sent him all of that in like a notes. Like I sent him a document with a bunch of pictures and then notes for every picture of what I did and didn't like. And the components that he had to incorporate. So I was like, maybe it won't take him as long to do the design since he already has all of these notes, right? It's not like I'll I'll be walking in and and we'll have the conversation for the first time. And so I also was reading ways to prepare. It was don't drink coffee. And I was like, okay, I guess I can go without my coffee for a couple of days. So prior, like it said like 24 hours prior, like don't drink caffeine and um, one week before start moisturizing the area that you're going to get done twice a day. Yep. Uh, and just like some other tips and tricks tonight. It made me feel better. I was just like, yeah, it'll be. So let's talk about this book. Books. Books. It was just going to be one book. And then we decided that they're short and that you need to talk about all three because the first one is a tease. All right. So the series that we just read is the Dark Elite series by Eva Ashwood. So it's a three book series, a mafia reverse harem or why choose, which have you like been following that whole reverse harem why choose terminology debate? No. So apparently reverse harem is like an insensitive term, supposedly. But why? Against who? Fictional characters? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, it's like <laughs> against 
certain demographic. Uh, harem is like culturally, I think, like an Arabic term. Oh, okay, now that I can understand, or something like that. Yeah. So everyone has started switching over to why choose the terminology of saying why choose as the the terminology for a, a reverse harem to be more. So, but I like reverse harem because yes, a, har- a harem or a haram, whatever, is derogatory towards women. But so men get offended when it's a reverse harem, when it's a, a woman and her menagerie of guys. Don't know exactly, right? <laughs> I didn't follow it that closely. I just saw it. I mean, I get it. <laughs> and I, was I, like, get it. Okay. I will. I will jump on board and I will, you know, why choose? Because I do, I like that. You know, you don't have to choose. Why do, why, why choose when you could have everyone you want? Have all the cake and eat it. Yes. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't care either way, but I started kind of <laughs> using both terms. Uh, so for our listeners, why choose is the same thing as a reverse harem. It's just the more politically correct way to say it currently. So you don't get right. in any trouble from anybody. <laughs> that's what we're about here listen we get ourselves in enough trouble, trouble. we don't need help <laughs> i'm always in trouble we don't I'll be good need any help. all right okay all right <laughs> we are going to give you guys the quickie on this series it's a mafia series with four guys one chick a chick and her father end up in mafia hideout so they are Hiding from the mafia, and these mafia brothers are searching them out. They find her, kill her dad, and they kidnap her, take her home. Okay, that's like the general idea of what happens. Then there's all kinds of drama with the girl's mother who is supposed to be dead, but it's a whole thing. That's none of those details are. And when you say mafia brothers, only two of them are actual twins, the other two are just brothers in the mafia Ma- yeah yeah, yeah and one of them is the son of the leader of the mafia this segment of the, the mafia anyways so the brothers names are lucas and zade those are the twins hale who is the mafia boss's son and there is Cairo, which we will talk about he has some baggage but it's fabulous baggage so, you pronounce it Cairo. I like Cairo. I've been just pronouncing it Ciro. Cairo's much better. <laughs> Ciro. Well, maybe like, I'm doing it wrong. Like, it's C-I-R-O. I pronounced- yeah, so I was like Ciro. Like, I don't know. It was like Italian to me. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Ciro, Cairo. I like it. I like Cairo. I feel like I should. Like, <laughs> it's a, I, right? The eyes after a C are hard, right? So that's why I was like, I think it's Cairo. It does. I have no idea. Hermione, Hermoyne. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's <laughs> like from, it. from Rick's grave. It was like Auguste or August. Exactly. It doesn't matter. The name doesn't matter. It's the character. You know who we're talking about. Exactly. Exactly. But they, all of these guys live in the same house, which is very interesting to me. It just was like a convenient storyline component where they kidnap her and bring her back to their row pad mansion where they all right. live together. So these books for me, it was not, they're not hard reads. Like they're only 240 pages. They're, it is a very simple read. Honestly, the third book was not my favorite. And I think you and I talked about this earlier, Kristen. It was, 
not not the spicy scenes. The spicy scenes were fine. It's just the the plot was it was poopy. But uh, again, the books aren't thick books. You're you're not reading them for the plot. Yes, I agree. So we'll recap on the trigger warnings really quick. So there is a lot of violence yes. in this book. Oh yeah, he is kidnapped. So. There's a little bit of Stockholm syndrome. There's torture in this book, and there's talk yes. of torture. There's also human trafficking in this series, and yep. but it is a darker one. It it's violent, and there are topics that are discussed that could be triggering, especially when it comes along the lines of abuse, yeah, uh, torture or captivity, things like that. So yeah, just... and it's not the 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 main female character that gets tortured. It's one of the mafia guys. Yeah. Um, the way that it's described, it gets it gets pretty in depth for him. Yeah, he's my second favorite. I love him because <laughs> he's dark, mysterious. I'm gonna ruin him for you. Don't worry. You're gonna ruin it. Don't ruin it. Why do you gonna ruin it? Because he reminds me of someone, and you're gonna hate who he reminds me of and then you're never going to be able to see him any oh. other way well then let me describe this scene first before you just des- before you destroy my image of i'll do it of yeah. zero cairo i'll do it at the end <laughs> yeah i'll destroy your okay. dreams of him uh later on in the conversation don't worry i just love how he like when they de- first introduce him in the first book how he is cold tactical unfeeling he's emotionless and the main female character has a history with these guys, so she she knows that something's up with him. And Hale, the main, he's like their leader, right? Stands up for him. And the first book is almost a slow burn because it has those sexy, steamy scenes, but there's no sex until the very end. And it's only, only one. It hints at other things, and it, so it kind of gets you, it, it like revs you up. But it definitely leaves you wanting for more. It definitely does not satiate you, right? You're 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 left wanting. Is that how you felt? I actually thought the first book had a decent amount of sex in it. No, there's only one sex scene. Well, I guess full penetration scene. There's really only one. Okay, so the first scene, right, is where Hale walks in and Zade is on top of her, and he like throws yes. Zade off because she's the enemy right they've finally captured her back and she's the enemy and he's like on top of her about to fuck her and hale walks in throws him off and then hale ends up fingering her in front of him making him watch while he jacks himself off over in the corner out of like frustration her come yeah yeah in front of him Uh uh-huh yeah, there, it's not to say that like there wasn't spicy scenes, but there was no sex scenes. Okay. And the way that Eva Ashwood um, describes, it, it's definitely still hot. Yeah. But there's no P in the V until the very end. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. Because then to your point, <laughs> right, there's a scene right after that where they're driving and he pulls over to the side of the road and then throws her up against it, like walks her down into the freaking woods. He drags her. He drags her down to that tree and throws her up against it. Basically because she's prodding, right, to get the story about Cairo. And he's pissed off about it. Doesn't want her to, like, be digging into these types of details. So he's pissed. Like, pulls off into the side of the road, drags her out of the van, like, drags her down into the woods and throws her up against a freaking tree and fingers her there. Like, 
that's terrible punishment. You should, someone should punish me like that. I loved how he's yelling at her and he's holding her up against this tree. And she, she's like, is he getting hard right now? I can feel him hardening as he's yelling at me. And she calls him out and he's like, well, and then he puts his hands down her pants and he's like, you're just as fucking wet as I am hard. So don't even and then he gets her off that actually was a really really good scene it did a couple of things that made her shut up like she also knew okay something happened mind you one thing we didn't say in the quickie was that these all of these people grew up together because she was in the mafia prior as a child they all these people grew up together they know each other very well from childhood they all know each other and they've been separated for like 10 years and now she's so they have spicy history that is also the building blocks to their interactions in the first book which makes it nice to read because there's like some like tension there from their whole there's a lot of sexual tension from their past yeah so much sexual tension from all them which i do love i love a good like books with really good sexual tension in them and i love how the twins play upon that because the book hints at the twins and her having something and they're like you know that was that wasn't supposed to be the end that was only supposed to be the beginning of something it was just cut off short and then the whole first book, they're like, they're playing, teasing her, essentially. And she just keeps remend- remembering that time as a teenager with these two hot boys that are now hot men. Yeah, exactly. And she, one thing that's interesting about her, you mentioned, like, body betrayal. She's, like, trying to play herself this whole time. She's, like, trying to be like, no, I'm, like, this great person who got out of the mafia life and I don't want anything to do with it. But in reality, she's all about it. So she's really just kind of lying to herself. I wouldn't even call it body betrayal. Like, she's lying to herself about having wanted this cute little suburban life to begin with. Because she's a badass. Like, she's a pretty strong female character. But the whole first book, she's lying to herself, being like, I want to be part of the mafia. I'm like, bitch, yes, you do. 100%. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Stop lying. The next scene that I found, and, and it wasn't a spicy scene, but I did enjoy just because it, it builds the character development between the two of them. Granted, there's not much, right? It's a short book. But between her and um, Ciro, Cairo, whatever, where the guys leave and it's just him and her. And she's distraught because the guy she was going to marry turns out that he wanted to kill her and she's all upset. And there goes her fantasy dream world of how she was going to live her little white picket fence and she's so upset and Cairo throws like puts her in the shower but she doesn't want to be alone and she's crying and Cairo sees her and he but he doesn't want to touch her right he's had he has his own demons he's been tortured but he steps into the shower fully clothed and just sits there with her while she I was I liked that scene the whole fact where he stepped in the shower with her fully clothed and like comforted her in his own way that he could without truly embracing her you know yeah that was a really cute scene he has personal space trauma obviously from being tortured so he doesn't like being touched and he's also not very good at showing any emotion so the fact that he really does try to comfort her is very cute and so sentimental he really is a cute one i like him i like him don't ruin him for me. Oh, I'm going to Don't at the end. Late. But only till the Don't end. Do only till the end. Don't worry. Okay, so book one, let me think what else happens. And then your desk scene. Her... I know how much you love desk scenes. Oh, so that was at the very end, right? And you and I have talked about 
desk fucking and how fucking hot it is but not just desk fucking he puts her on that desk and she like he's teasing her and and she just grabs his head and forces him in her snatch i was like yes yeah that's why make him eat you out yeah yes (laughs) it's like a strong character she was meant for the mafia right there is no fooling yourself girlfriend like she literally grabs his head and shoves it in her pussy it's like you're you're more than welcome to eat me out on this desk and they do fuck on the desk too but that was the best part where she totally was like you're drunk ass can oh she took control sir if i'm gonna be your (laughs) your captive right you can go ahead and provide me benefit he does it gladly very willingly with gusto yes this whole book they've been teasing each other and the sexual tension just finally finally ends and they start fucking yeah and he is like that whole grumpy trope right he's like i hate her i hate her she's my enemy but i like want to be up in her pussy so bad whole time but i love yeah he (laughs) is he's the holdout whereas the twins are like the whole time the twins are like we just love her and we've always loved her and we just want to fuck her and and he's like no they're horny and so funny and i love the banter between the like just the three the banter between the twins and the rest of the group they're the comedic relief they are the comedic relief 100 percent for sure so that was book one book two starts off where they finally trust her right that she's no longer their captive yeah the scene that i really liked cairo with is because so he has proximity issues right he's been tortured he's got trauma he can't touch her but he wants to touch her so badly so and this is the i found this book on tiktok because of this scene and when it wasn't in the first book i got fucking pissed so i was like well guess i'm buying the rest of the series well it's interesting the way that forms right because what happens is he wakes up strangling her and oh so he's having a nightmare he falls asleep next to her not touching her he wakes up having a nightmare strangling her and hale somehow hears this i don't know it's one of those storyline things where he just magically heard that there was a struggle happening and hale comes in gets him off of him she is so concerned about cairo and his mental state like the fact that he's so distraught but she tells him to tell Hale what he wants to do to her. Because she knows that Cairo didn't do this maliciously. He, she, she knows that he would never hurt her. And I, this is her way of bonding, yeah. right? Of getting them all on a good, getting mostly getting Cairo back into control. And that is is helps Cairo by controlling the situation and telling Hale how he wants to touch Grace and how if Cairo could touch her how he would fuck Grace and I love that scene just because it's a it is kind of like a controlling dominating scene with a side of insecurity yeah the fact that he is letting Hale do it because he trusts Hale so much like to keep her safe right there's that insecurity but it is also like a great voyeurism scene because it's so descriptive of him watching this happen I think he jacks himself off while he's watching too 
Yeah. He does. It was so intriguing just to hear him talk directly to Hale rather than talking to her about what he yes. wants done, which was very different compared to a lot of the sex scenes or voyeurism scenes that we read, right? They're all like the person right. is talking directly to their object or subject, or that sounds terrible. I shouldn't say that much. Yeah, I mean, you're right, but the person that they're fucking, they're they're describing, you know, all oh, these people can see you, or, you know, this is what, you know, you you look like, but instead it was Cairo, Ciro, saying, yeah, now do this to her, now do that, and I, and I loved reading it, the, like I said, the way that he was directing it and controlling the situation, it was a really fucking hot scene. I really liked it that. It was really good. That was the scene that I would, that I I really fell in love with him. And Hale was all about, like, he wasn't going to argue. Heater also already fucked her once in, you know, in the book prior. So he was like, yeah, let's do it. I'll do it again. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. So there is the best scene in the whole, like, the whole series, in my opinion, at least. Hands down. So they are obviously all in really good moods. They've decided to trust each other. And they all go to a celebration at a mafia-owned club. And Hale has some business work he has to do because he's the boss's son. So he's got to, you know, go do all his mafia schmoozing. Cairo is basically like the low-key bodyguard, right? He kind of keeps watch on everything. And he doesn't like being at parties because he's got the proximity issues and things like that. So. Grace is hanging out with the twins at the bar and they end up deciding to just go into a back room and fuck. And they go back there, but there's two positions in this scene. There's two main acts in said sex scene. The first one is the most awkward positioning for a sex scene that I have ever read. And the second one might be my favorite positioning of a sex scene that I've ever read. So I love them both dearly because it was a fabulous scene and the twins are hilarious. It was, yeah. But the first position, you have to tell me your thoughts on that position. So yeah, so tell them to describe it to me so you can jog my memory. So Zaid is holding Grace with her back to his chest, right? And Mm -hmm. her legs and Lucas is kneeling in front of her also in front of his brother, right? And they put her legs over Lucas's shoulders, who is kneeling in front of her, and he eats her out that way. So Sade is holding her around the sternum with her thighs on Lucas's shoulders. Like she's suspended in midair between the two of them. (laughs) But Zade isn't fucking her, right? No, he's not. He's just holding her. So his brother's face is like in his in her pussy, eating her his brother's out. crotch, and, and eating. he's got like his arms, like uh, you know, underneath her art, like holding her up. You're right, very awkward. It was awkward, right? Like it was like how I'm trying to like really envision this. I'm like it would just be awkward. Like you're suspended. Even they are very large guys, right? Like very well built guys, but that would be so awkward. Because you're just suspended there and like you have no control over how your body is moving. I also, I mean, I guess that adds to the sexiness. You're being eaten out while you're being held by a strong man and your arms are being 
or I'm sorry, your legs are being wrapped around the face. I mean, maybe I like he better have some really broad shoulders for your legs to be able to stay on his shoulders, right? Like, and have them spread enough for him to have good access to your freaking pussy. How you know what? I know many a man who would gladly suffocate to death. Fair, just gladly take one to to the teeth. (laughs) Awkward position. It was just awkward. It was awkward, but it's still, it's still good. fabulous. It's still good. But it was awkward. Um, okay, and then my favorite, so it like right, that happens, and then they switch, and this is the better position. So Lucas ends up sitting on a couch. She ends up basically reverse cowgirl on him, and so they're fucking in that position. But then she's like bent forward. And Zade is standing in front of her and she's giving head to Zade at the same time. And the whole... Oh, like a spit roast. Yeah, uh-huh. But like, yeah, I mean, yes, basically. But she's not on all fours, right? Because <laughs> they're over a couch. So her, then he's holding her arms up. So like her top of her body is kind of suspended up a little bit in the air a little bit. I, I don't know. Anyways, I like that position much better. It felt more comfortable oh, yeah. to me. <laughs> A little less flimsy. A little more authentic. Yeah, and sexy. I I agree. I I like the idea of the male, female, male, where she's getting fucked and she's but she's still pleasing the other man. She's still like sucking the other guy off. Sure. Um especially those those two. And and it's funny because the scene is spicy. But the two, the banter between the twins and the girl, it, there's still some funny aspects of that. Like they still talk, uh-huh. like they're they're sexy to her. But there's they make some comments that I remember laughing out loud, and I was like, I fucking love these. They two. are they're comedians for sure, and they do make that whole scene really funny. Because she even says a couple times, like, I don't know what we're doing, and they're like, doesn't fucking matter, <laughs> just right? go for it. I love at the end of it, he's like, that's the hottest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Like, there's no comparison. No, that was hands down one of my favorite scenes of the books that I've read. I really enjoyed that scene. Yeah. Well, and there's like a little bit of tension, too, because they're in a room that doesn't, the door doesn't lock. Right. Cause, so they're cracking jokes about right, that the so whole there's... time. They're like, hopefully no one comes in. And and then they're like, no one's allowed to come in and see you like this. Like, this is only for us. It was really hot. It was a really good scene. I really like that scene. And then they leave and dad gets shot and everything goes to hell from there. So then it was like, hmm. Right. Then everything goes to shit. <laughs> everything goes to shit after it that. It does go to shit. And I think that was the end of the second was, book, right? Yeah, that was the end of the That's second book. That's where it book. ended? Yeah. yeah. And then I, the third book, I don't, like I said, it was not my favorite Um I can't really remember too many spicy scenes in that book. And that's mostly just because the third book really pissed me off. Why did it piss you off? Okay. It pissed me off because this is plot line that we like, like you don't you just need to really understand. But it was one of those plot lines where they introduced a new component that was completely necessary. Like the storyline is going along. We could have just kind of wrapped everything up in a more simple fashion but instead they fucking introduced the fbi mid third book like random oh, in the grocery yeah. store this like random fbi guys like yes. and now the fbi is inserted into the story i was like no this is bullshit this is completely random i hate this introduction of like the fucking fbi and then it like 
kind of ties them in. Like, there were so many ways that it could have been wrapped up without that random insert of, like, you crack I me fucking up. fucking hated it. I hated it. <laughs> I hate- so what I didn't like was it was so obvious that her mom was the fucking bad guy and they made her mom to be such a lame mob queen. Made it so... And then the way that they made her the mob queen, like Grace become the mob... I was like, this is so dumb. I hate I hated it. Okay, I hated it. I hated every minute. The FBI, I was like, okay, yeah. What, but again, we're really upset by a book that's not even 300 pages, and this is how they wrap it up. This like, is true. Yeah. Okay. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> the, the mom mafia, like, mob queen lady, she was terrible. She, like, was a terrible character component. But, so this is also, right? My opinion. This is one of the things <laughs> that a little bit frustrated me, too. Maybe it shouldn't have, but all five of them don't sleep with each other until the end of the third book i know like there's all this drama and so this whole time like she's sleeping with hale individually she's like not really sleeping with cairo right like there because cairo has the whole thing cairo like watches her right and then he sleeps and he sits in a chair and watches but she does sleep with the twins like very consistently through the whole book. So the sexy scenes are pretty basic sexy yeah. with the twins all through the beginning of the third book. But then at the end of the third book is the first time that they actually all do sleep together. And the only thing, like there was one component of it that I thought was really hot. And it's where she basically, for Hale, walks all of them up to her bedroom. And she's like, oh, he's finally going to share me. And I was like, normally that wouldn't be really hot, but kind of the way they like do it is really hot. I don't know why, like the terminology of like sharing her, the way that they did it, it was pretty hot. I was very surprised though. The first time that all five of them fuck, Hale actually lets someone else fuck her first. I was very surprised that yeah, one because he's the possessive mm-hmm, one. yeah and he's like the leader right so they were all like watching for his direction of like are we allowed to do this is this okay and he ends up letting lucas fuck her first during the group session and then like lucas steps back and hale replaces him and then he almost comes and he goes well i'm not gonna be the first one to come it's like really <laughs> that's how this scene is gonna go and so then he ends up pulling out someone replaces him and but he does end up coming in her mouth because that one is like a spit risk, but it was really awkward, right? So the it was a Does she end up doing DP in that scene or is am I am I mistaken? They just like share her. They don't share her simultaneously, but they pass I guess they pass kind of like around. passed around, yeah. So the first okay, that's what part I of it is where Lucas is fucking her. And then what they do is they like flip her on her back on the bed and pull her to where her head is hanging off the side of the bed. I know. Right. And yes, so, that's so like there's right. blood rushing to her head like she's upside down. Right. And Hale ends up fucking her face while Lucas eats her out in that scenario. That's right. It's just yes. like really awkward to me. I'm like, how could you with blood would all be rushing oh, to your no. head? It's not awkward. No, no. It's I, never, I don't think I could do it. Highly recommend. You would pass, you would pass out. Highly recommend. <laughs> <Blood> running <laughs> through your brain. Oh, no. No. Blood is rushing other places, not your head. <laughs> no, I hope so. I feel like I would just pass out. 
hanging over the side of the bed upside down like that. Well, and it's not like you're 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 there for a while. I mean, it's. I mean, I guess that's true. Not, I mean, not that I know from ex- I know sure. experience. Not that I. I don't know. Shut up. <laughs> I guess it would open up your throat pretty well, right? You'd be like in the position of like a pretty open throat. But so that way they like do that, and then after that, then it's um Lucas and Pyro. So they Pyro does end up joining in that session, but he just he ends up with. Like Lucas is fucking her from behind, and like Kyra's getting sucked off. Just saw that one, and that is like a spit roast where she's on I, all fours. I think I was upset that Kyra never gets to fuck her, or the. And I that think that was book. another thing that upset me in the third book. Like I was finally, I was excited that okay, it's the third book, it's gonna happen. Like in the second book, he describes it. Kyra, everybody else gets to fuck her except Kyra. He's working on it, Jesse. He's working on well, it. I want, I want resolution. I want listen. The, I mean, if the FBI and the mob queen can die, I think Cairo can get some fucking action. Okay, he can solve all of his trauma <laughs> by the end of the storyline. Yes, the pussy will solve all the problems. Okay. Uh, well, he eventually does, right? Because then, okay, you, I will tell you one other piece of it that did piss me off because I hate this. I don't like it. Um, pregnancy mm-hmm. trope at the end. So the epilogue, oh, she's knocked yeah. up, and and he is the most excited one of all of them. And so obviously he does end up fucking her because they no one knows whose baby it is. But that piece I hate. I don't like pregnancy tropes. That's not my jam. And a lot of people do. A lot of people love them, but I hate like surprise pregnancy. Right. And that was the epilogue. So he kind of does. You just don't get a scene where you get to like read him doing it. I wanted a scene. I wanted a scene. I'm sorry. I wanted it. I need it. <laughs> I want my dark brooding trauma to be. Oh I want him to be resolved by the golden pussy. <laughs> I mean, he was. I wanted. I know to... you just didn't get to read it. Well, that's bullshit. <laughs> Sorry. He did love getting sucked off by didn't her. Happen. I mean, that was good. I mean, I, of course he did. What guy doesn't like to be sucked that's off? That's a fair point. That's a fair point. <laughs> and they all do. Okay, now ruin him for me. Well, okay, you want to know why Cairo? What you're gonna hate? So. All right, so ruin it. <laughs> ruin it. The I don't only want it. Don't thing it. I can see when I think of him is a character mm-hmm. from Twilight, that like blonde, quiet no. brother. Like, no. He like is quiet in the corner. That is literally oh. all I saw the entire time. All you had to say was Twilight, and I'm instantly like, I don't even remember his name. No. What is that? I hate why I will I am sorry I will not yuck somebody's yum if you like if you like Twilight fine I hate I hate Twilight I fucking hate Twilight he's like always so awkward in the corner I know that's why I told you I was gonna ruin him for you (laughs) You I'm sorry well I'm just gonna erase that from my no I can't (laughs) you can see it right that's okay there's other books. I don't need to reread this. He will always, he will stay clean in my mind. All right, I'll take it. Twilight Kristen. That's what I saw. Do you know I just figured out what DNF means yesterday? 
Sorry, I was uh, just about to say DNF did not mm-hmm. finish. Yeah, I didn't know what it meant until yesterday. That's what, I mean, God teach you some things. Yeah. Right? That was TikTok. TikTok made me smart. Where did I? Uh, Reddit. Reddit taught me DNF'd. Yeah. Because everybody's like, I DNF'd so many books. How do you deal with them? I was like, what the fuck is DNF'd? Did not Yeah, it took finish. me a real long time to figure that out. Shamefully long. But as we've spoken about before. Well, it's because it wasn't. We'll say it's probably because it wasn't anything sexy or anything. It was very simple, straightforward. I, like, I have no idea what this means. Dick not found. Dick not found. That's seriously that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the first one to come to my mind. But so that was. <laughs> I'll say I digress. That was the. What, what was that? Vicious Kings. The What's the elite, the elite Kings series? Dark Elite. The Dark Elite right. series by Ava. It is a good mar- uh, mafia. Yeah, it's it's a quick read. They're not difficult books. Um, yeah, it is on the darker side. I, just because there's them. quite a few trigger warnings in terms of descriptions. Violence, yeah. Not in terms of the sex necessarily. It's it's like circumstantial yeah. trigger warnings. So that would be the. What would you give this book spice wise? Mm. Uh, I would say maybe like a two and a half, three. I would probably give it closer to it. I mean, they three. are descriptive. Yeah, she's descriptive. They have some, obviously, some creative positioning, like we talked about. It is a reverse harem, obviously. So there's a couple of guys. And I love my reverse harems. You know, I couldn't get super, super creative. It's my favorite trope. Like, you do love them. Couldn't get super creative because not all five <laughs> of them have sex until the very last book, right? So. <laughs> What are we reading next? So the next book that we're going to talk about mm-hmm. is is going to be a slow burn, um, which essentially means that it's it, the romance is building. There's going to be a lot of sexual tension. The spice might not be there or it's going to be at the very end of the book. Yes, I would agree. And this one is a standalone in a jam by Kate Canterbury. So there isn't a second book. So, you know, you're going to get uh, the rise at the end hopefully i don't know as always please check us out on our social media tiktok instagram which will be better about reddit um, we do have a gmail at indecent tea time is our name thank you so much for joining us this week as always i'm jesse and i'm Kristen. we are indecent tea time cheers thanks for joining us for some indecent time come back for more naughty tea 